Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, Peas. This is your summer series episodes for you today. Woohoo! We've never had a summer series. We're very proud of ourselves for actually organizing it. Although all we've done is record these few words and the sound engineer has done everything else. <laughs> But we hope you enjoy listening back. You might have missed some of these episodes. You might have enjoyed them before. Have a listen again and thank you. Yeah, these episodes are all people that we've interviewed that we've really enjoyed talking to. Some of them are famous people, whatever that means. Yeah. And we thought you might like to listen. It helps us out over the summer and, you know, maybe you get lonely without our voices. I don't know. (laughs) Probably not. Anyway, enjoy, peace. Thank you. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast meeting is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we would like to pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging and the multiple birth parents of children with disabilities who love to share stories. This podcast contains truth, laughter and the occasional F word. It's not suitable for children. Unless your children are like my children. <laughs> and don't mind the odd F word. Okay, put your headphones on. Yes. People. Hello, Mandy. Hello, Kate. We're back. Yay. It's freezing cold in Victoria. Yes. What a shock. It's winter. Sictoria. We're being Sick-toria. cold. <laughs> Did you hear... Um, Ross Noble on the project, and he said, um, Vic, uh, he said, Australia's like the Spice Girls, and Victoria's just letting everyone down. Oh. <laughs> that's us. Anyway, that's us. Hopefully, by the time you hear this in a week and a half, our numbers will have dropped. I but at the know, moment, right now, we're right in the thick of it. We're right in the thick it's of it. Going so up and up and up. Mandy and I, though, are in we're a in safe postcode. We're in the outer east. <laughs> we, we actually share a postcode, so that we one do. is safe. <laughs> yeah, we've been joking about we can still see each other because we share a postcode. But our postcode at today is safe. No, we don't know what's going to happen That's in the right. next. By the time you listen. Someone sent me a message and said, oh, you and Mandy were so hopeful about how great the school holidays were going to be. I was like, yes, we're no more more hope. Don't listen to us. Don't listen to us. We told you it's not an advice podcast. We are uh, unreliable narrators. Very. And (laughs) we record a week before it comes out. I don't know why we talk about topical things. I don't know why. Anyway, people listen. Yeah. All right. So we have three microphones today. One of those microphones is not in Victoria. We're recording over the internet. Yes. (laughs) Okay. And our beautiful guest today is Tristram Peters. Hello. How are we? Yes. Well, we're Tristram. It's lovely to have you. It's lovely to be here. Sending all the positive thoughts from uh, Queensland as well. Oh. um, Crazy what's happening at the moment. It it is. All the Victorians are sad to not be able to go up there in July. I'm telling you. They're really it's not that much warmer, I have yeah. to admit, okay. as well. So. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, we it's still I think the rich Melburnians, they do go to Port, Port Douglas. Douglas. This yes. is their time. And so they're they're suffering. <laughs> <laughs> they're like the poor people. They're all together. <laughs> oh so. dear. 
Anyway, so we, before we introduce you, we will say if you listen to the Grow Bold podcast, you will know who Tristram is. Otherwise, we're going to find out in a second. Yes. So we're going to run our three questions. The first question that we have for all of our guests is, do you have a particular band or song or music that's got you through bad times or pumps you up for good times? I have the most eclectic taste in music. Ah. So it is one end of the extreme. We've got ACDC Thunderstruck, which is my power chair football team song. Awesome. So that gets the team ready to go. Yeah. And then I also listen to the weird New Orleans blues and oh, jazz. Yeah. And, um, so I listen to a bit of blues sometimes when I, when I want to rev up. It's, it's quite strange. Ah, that's the great thing about music. That's right. It's so personal. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. no, it's uh, good to have a list of songs to, to get pumped up. That's for sure. It sure is. I love ACDC. Have you ever seen them live? I haven't. I haven't. Mm. It's uh, one of the bucket list items. It's uh, yeah. probably not going to happen yet. I no, know. I don't I think thinking... it's going to happen. Yeah. No. no I just keep listening to uh, Spotify and yeah. get my fix that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe they need to do like a live Facebook thing. I think that one of their members has got dementia or something I feel like maybe they're not doing this could be wrong but I feel like maybe they're not doing any more live right okay live gigs but yeah that's a that's a sea of black shirts when you go to ACDC everyone's in a black (laughs) t-shirt it's awesome 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 well my question Tristram is did you win in any awards at school I will confess to you both and your listeners that I was a massive nerd. Oh, <laughs> awesome. I, uh, Tell us. I, um, I actually topped in my school English, ancient history and modern history. Wow. Uh, my passion. I loved loved reading. I loved, um, as I story, both mum and dad were uh, teachers. Ah. Uh, they met during their country service in oh. regional Queensland. Oh. Um, and that imparted on me this love of words and right. um, that set me up well for school it was uh yeah it was good times oh that's good you know we we don't dislike people who win awards <laughs> <laughs> no we're happy for award winners we are happy for award and winners it's actually that's one of my favorite things is finding out because we've had so many different awards Varied. and then it it goes on to show people's strengths and that yeah. was obviously yours Tristram yeah no it's uh just writing i loved even as a kid writing these weirdly long-winded stories ah. and sharing them with people that didn't always want to read them. Um, <laughs> I sort of pushed them on people. Uh, but it's uh, a lovely passion that I had that I don't do enough to this day, actually. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You can write for Mandy and I because we're trying to write a book at the moment. Oh, my word. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's hard. Anytime, quite, anytime. quite hard work. It's quite hard work. <laughs> I didn't realise. Oh, yeah. I just think people who write novels, like, and you actually have to have a theme running through the whole book, mad respect for them. Really? Yeah. I'd love to be able to do that, but mm, <laughs> no. <laughs> and our last question we ask is why are you a P or a P friend? Well, we are, we're very lucky to have uh, you both on our podcast oh, and, no. and to share your stories and um, absolutely love the the beautiful stories that you share and the messages and the narratives you put out there because it is important to I suppose break some of those stereotypes and mm. put out some better stories and um love what you guys do so it's been great to become a P friend of, of you both. Oh, thank you. So great. It was a lovely episode. We loved talking to you both and then later on I realized that Pete used to be on Big Brother. <laughs> He did. He keeps that quiet. He doesn't advertise. Oh, well, I can cut that otherwise. out. We can cut that out. <laughs> no, leave but it no, in. It's, it's out there. But I was 100%, like, 100%. oh, Pete from Big Brother. Why didn't I realise that? <laughs> we have. I have to admit as well that um, his sound engineer, the lovely gentleman who, who fixes all the the sound and, and whatnot, yeah. he is um, the guitarist of Grinspoon as well. Oh, so wow. That was like my like fan moment yeah. when I realised wow. that because – um, yeah, I used to listen to them growing up. So yeah, yeah. between Pete and um, our lovely sound engineer, it's a bit starstruck. I reckon. Wow, yeah, you've got a places. celebrity podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you have a lovely tone to your podcast. I yeah, I was I really love listening to it. Yeah. So and congratulations oh, on that. You. How did you actually yeah. start doing that podcast? Yeah, it's a, a strange old story. So I actually 
full-time work for an organization called Clickability. Yep. Um, and we're an online service directory that essentially matches participants and providers under yep. the NGIS. Right. So yep. We um, do a lot of work um, in that space and through them, I discovered uh, Ferros Care, yep. uh, uh, who Northern New South Wales doing wonderful work, and I wrote for them, and uh, they did some uh, writing for us, and that formed a beautiful friendship. And then from that, I um, got invited to a little editorial meeting um, when they were discussing the podcast, and I foolishly admitted that I uh, used to, in my PR days, do a Mango podcast. Um, what does that which mean? Which is bizarre. Like mango so, as in I love mangoes or? <laughs> Correct. So mangoes, mangoes, strawberries and pineapples in total. Wow. A fruit so podcast. I did about 60, 60 episodes covering the entire production cycle of, of those fine fruits. Wow. Um, and then I admitted this and that prior experience in podcasting and having written for Ferris, they were like, we'd love you to be on the podcast and. It's uh, been a wonderful opportunity. I, I love working with Pete, um, sharing these stories. And, yeah, long may it continue. It's been an absolute pleasure. What yeah. is the name of the Mango Podcast? We need to know. <laughs> so it's it's called Pinata Farms. It's a, um, a producer up here. And uh, if you go to the website, you can check it out. I wasn't a voice. I was behind the scenes ah, on that one. So you right. hear my, my uh, tones, but... Um, they're still live. They're still going. Yeah, we're not going. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at that one. There's always there's a room podcast for, for everything. That's right. That's why I love podcasts. Yep. Yeah. So if you need your fruit fix and want to learn about <laughs> the cycle of planting mangoes to mango trees, rather to how they get on your plate, it's the podcast for you. That's a shameless wow. plug. <laughs> Maybe there's some teachers out there. That's what I mean. High school kids. <laughs> you know, brilliant. Oh, all right. Amazing. So- now that we've found out about the fruit podcast, um, <laughs> uh, which I know Aka, who does the show notes, is going to be, what do I have to find? Yes, Where is this? Right. <laughs> Sorry, Aka. <laughs> I wanted to ask, um, what sort of relationship do you have with your mum? Yeah, absolutely. So I um, was diagnosed with a condition called spinal mask atrophy when I was very, very young. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't have any prior disability in our family. So it was the first time that um, our family had come to grips with that. And my mum was an absolute trailblazer for oh, me. She was, she? The, um, she along with dad as well, obviously, but mum was um, very much of the mind that despite having a disability, there were so many opportunities out there and I needed to seize the day and she pushed me to get a job. She pushed me to study and um, wow. I have a lot to, a lot to, uh, Thank you, my life, um, mm. due to the wonderful love that mother gave me and advice that she gave me. It's, yeah, very blessed. Oh, what a woman. Yeah. We, you know, obviously we normally speak to mums. We're not averse to speaking to sons. But <laughs> <laughs> slightly <laughs> different. Slightly different. Maybe well, one day she'll come and chat with us. Yeah, that's right. But um, there's breadth to stories there that really... we want to introduce into our podcast too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose the other thing that I'll add about my mum as well is that she's actually a principal, so she's a school principal. And, um, I suppose that gave her, like, such a great platform in an educational sense to, yeah. to know where to push me towards and, and that definitely helped as well. Did you go to the same school as her or what? I didn't. It was a conscious decision that I would never be sent to the same school as my mum. Right. She uh, felt that it wouldn't be fair on me. Um, and so I went to a, a school not too far away, but right. um, yeah, not the same school. Yeah. And were you sense. in a power chair? What age did you go into a power chair? Yeah. So I went into a power chair probably about three and a half. Right. right. Um, I had this little red power chair that obviously red goes faster. Obviously. Yes. That's <laughs> why I had that. Yeah. Um, and for me, it, it, it's funny because I often say this, um, I mean, I'm writing and, and doing advocacy work that in many ways was easier for me because I didn't acquire my disability. I had it from birth. Yes. So for me, it was my normal um, mm. and I didn't have to, to change. And for me, that was in many ways a very sort of empowering thing that mm. um, my normal is it's slightly different to other people's normal, but it's it's my normal. And yes. a, yeah, having ownership of that's a powerful thing. So, yeah, um, in a power chair, very, very young and 
Um, I think I've had probably six power chairs over my life now. Yeah, you would. Um, over over the course of the past sort of 29 years. And yeah. I used to name them. I've stopped naming ah. them. <laughs> I should take up that habit again. Yeah, but, maybe. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing the independence that they've given me for sure. Yes. Yeah. And how did you get around school then? Was, school, was the school flat that your mum chose? How did she choose it? Yeah, so I actually had to uh, uh, not go to the closest school because it, uh, in the 90s was riddled with stairs, yes. which is my nemesis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to travel about 20 minutes uh, to get to a school that was accessible. But mm. uh, it was amazing. It was like all the teachers were phenomenal. They assisted me greatly. And it was uh, – I really look fondly upon my, my days at school. Oh, I absolutely you? loved it. Oh, that's lovely to hear. Yeah, that's great. And when you were – I'm going to take you back to earlier. I was reading your blog. Is that you don't blog anymore, though, do you? Not for a while. Not for a while. Not for a while, but it, it is out there. It yeah. is, yes. Yeah. So we'll put that in the. There you go. Okay, you can find that and put that in the show notes as well. But you, there's this really powerful blog that you did on death, and you tell this amazing story mm. of when you had surgery. Could you tell that story to our listeners? Yeah, sure. So I, uh, as a result of being in a power chair for most of my life, uh, developed scoliosis. So my spine was essentially collapsing in on itself, which mm-hmm. was putting pressures on my lungs. Yes. And um, as a result, wasn't able to breathe as I should have. So mm-hmm. within the space of about six months, it went from completely straight to about a 60 degree bend. Wow. Yes. Um, so we are uh, obviously booked in to have the surgery done and um, it did not go as it should. Uh, I sadly um, had my lungs collapse and was in a very fragile state in mm-hmm. ICU for about um, uh, a week, I think mm-hmm. it was. Uh, and I can't imagine what mum and dad were going through no. this time, but mm-hmm. as I, um, I touched on in that, that blog, it's them getting taken to this sort of dark room and being told that I might either be on a ventilator for the rest of my life or mm. um, I might not actually pull through. So um, for the, I can't imagine what they were going through, but not to be too flippant, I was high on morphine. So yeah. I know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. So well, thank that's goodness. Good. That's good. You'll save that, that memory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. But it's um, uh, amazing. I remember being... Uh, prior to the surgery, not the most studious or committed person. And having that experience really propelled me to go, well, I've got to make the most of it. I, you know, the chance to, to be alive and sharing stories is something not to be taken for granted. Mm. So it really drove me. And that's when I became a nerd at school and started <laughs> yeah. putting in the, the F and that sort of thing. But wow. um it's it's wonderful what perspective that gives you those sort of experiences. Oh um, my goodness! Because mm. yes. how old were you? Uh, yes, yeah, so I was a, I was eleven. Eleven. 11. So, oh. very so can young. you remember yeah. much of that? Can you remember? I remember post surgery wearing the worst like chest brace oh, of all time, right? Um, and being in, like incredible pain because of that. Oh, I remember. Yes. Um, all the lovely cards from my schoolmates wow. um, wishing me a speedy recovery. Yeah. Um, and I also, I don't know why you remember these things. I remember my um, a grandma bringing me a, a Hungry Jack's Whopper. <laughs> well, because she I bought you the was, one thing you probably really wanted. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was didn't want hospital food. She was like, I'll bring you a Whopper. So I remember that. Really funny. <laughs> the burgers are better. hundred <laughs> percent. I think any, well, from my experience of my children have had surgery, I will bring them whatever they ask for. Mm. Nothing matters in that moment other than just make bringing a little smile to your child's face mm. when they've been through so Absolutely. much suffering. Mm. Yeah, so I can imagine yeah, your grandma's ha- like, let's get the large meal deal. <laughs> that happiness is amazing. One of my favourite stories, my dad and I used to watch um, these old Marx Brothers films. Uh-huh, yep. And um, there's this story of this this guy who had a terminal condition in the States, a writer, um, who had a very bad diagnosis and decided to lock himself in a room and just watch Marx, watch Marx Brothers films for a month. Wow. Um, and then came out and he was essentially cured. So I don't know about, you know, the scientific background yeah, yeah. to this, but 
I'm going to take that anecdotal piece of evidence of yeah. <laughs> happiness and putting a smile on people's faces. Yeah. Marx Brothers being comedians, it's a, yep. it's a big thing. Oh, yeah. And that's why when Mandy and I started doing the podcast, people were really shocked that we laughed so much because people mm. think that when you're talking about, well, any sort of parenting and then adding in additional needs and disabilities, you should be serious but actually, I think our lives are way more fun and funnier than a whole lot of our friends. Yeah, our kids are funny. Yeah. So I think that has really, a lot of people have been really shocked and been like, oh, it's a funny podcast. But also we know to we know what's important. So we know, mm. you know, the things that light, light us up. And laughing. And laughing. Changes your day. It does. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I just, yep. yeah. Do no. you think, like, what are your parents like? Are they lighthearted people or, like, did you pick up that from them? Yeah, I think so. I think so. So dad, um, as well as being a teacher, was an actor. Um, and did a lot of comedies and obviously watching the Marx Brothers with him growing up Mm. was it was sort of imparted on me that that love of wit and and humor and all that sort of stuff yeah yeah um and so like it's like this it's essentially a 50 50 split where they're like obviously very committed to my health and Mm. making sure that all my care is up to standard and that sort of thing but then they will happily have a laugh with my carers (laughs) at my expense or um, <laughs> at my dad's expense. We, you know, it's a lovely, it's it's like a, a broader family. We, we've accepted well, they other really people's are. family yeah. yes. we've got to have a laugh about it. Yes. And I suppose over the years you've had lots of people coming in and out of your life as your carers? Yeah. So I've had a um, number, of, number of carers. So my my cousins are some of the most amazing people I've ever met. So they've um, jumped on planes with me to go to Europe and USA. Oh. And, um, oh. They do it. Completely free of charge. They just jump on a plane with me so that I can do it. Oh, that um, makes me want to cry. So awesome. a, beautiful. a massive shout out to them because I wouldn't yep. be who I am without them. But oh, um, oh. also support workers I've had, I'm saying this summer um, to a mate, I reckon I've had over 100 I'm wow, sure yeah. support workers over yeah. my life. And yep. um, they're rich friendships with them as well. Yeah. yeah. And you would have seen the difference before NDIS and now during NDIS. Yeah. What so is, what's the difference been Queens, for you in that? Yeah, sure. So in Queensland, we were um, the second poorest funded disability system. Oh, really? In Australia. Wow. Um, so I, for a lot of my life growing up, did not have any formal care or support work. Right. With friends helping me out. So yeah. it was a massive burden and struggle. Yeah. Um, and then the NUS came on and just revolutionised. Mm. I now have carers taking me. Um, to go to see mates, you know, go to the pub with mates and yes. um, have carers drop me off for dates and that sort of thing because you don't really want mum and dad always dropping no. me off. No, <laughs> you really don't. Sort of thing. Um, <laughs> no. So it's just the freedom that the NUS has given me in terms of funding those like activities, those carers to take me out and about. It's, it's been massive. Yeah, I can imagine. It's and been massive in my little family, so, yeah. Yeah. And do you... Like, if if you don't gel with one, do you? How do you cope with that? Do you say I don't want you to come back, or do oh, you just put tricky. up with it? It's really tricky. What do you do? I I love having like a really diverse team of, of carers, right? And I tend to get along with most people. There's been only a few that I haven't liked, and usually it's the way in which they treat me. It's, it's mm-hmm. sometimes condescending, like yeah. Um, they will not listen to what I want. They will say, oh, I've done this with 20 other previous clients. Mm. It must be the same for you. Right. And so it's, I, I firmly believe that rather than getting rid of them and just taking them off my team, mm. I think it's really important that I, I actually have that conversation because they might not be aware that that's mm. a habit that they've, yeah. they've developed. Yeah. Um, and I think it's good to address that. And so I think then when they go to the next person, they, they hopefully will have, I fix that. So, um, mm. yeah, I love having a diverse team, but I think as difficult as it might be, sometimes it's necessary to have those sort of, not confrontational, but those really mm. honest, transparent conversations. Yes. Well, um, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And yeah. obviously you have enough self-confidence to do it. Like that's my hope that our children yeah. can, yeah. Yeah. And some, sometimes like when I was young, I was petrified of having those conversations. Yes. So it's, it comes down to the, the beautiful mothers in the world to, to sort of support <laughs> yep, yep. and uh, have that conversation as well because it 
my care is, it's, you know, I'm at the centre of it, but it's not mm. just me. It's also my friends and family, mum and dad around that. So mm. they've got just as much right to, to uh, share what they think should be done too. Yeah. Mm. Yep. And I suppose those lines blur as you are an adult from when you were a teenager or a child. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's taking more ownership of, mm. of my own care and yep. doing more things. But How um, did your mum go like with that? Because I need to learn some of those skills. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's really tough. Like I, I can fully admit that like it must have been so difficult for mum to – to realise that, you know, as much as she wanted to wrap me up in cotton wool, mm. the way in which we learn and, and become better people is by taking risks and learning mm. from those mistakes. And so mum has always been of the mindset that, you know, it, I, I'm not going to do anything stupid. I'm not going to yeah. try and do some tricks driving down the flight of stairs or anything <laughs> like that. So she quickly put a, a stop to that. But in terms of me going out and about and doing the stupid sort of things that elder teenagers do, it's, about giving me the environment to do that in a safe sort of physically, mm, mm. you know, a safe way. So it's a it's a balancing act, though. There's I no bet. right or wrong answer, I suppose. It's, yeah, it's tough. It sounds like she did a great job. Yeah, yeah, as I said, very, very blessed. And dad's yeah. support as well, but mum mm. was always like, no, go out, do stuff. And, oh, well, she wants and, you to uh, have a great take life. Take the chance. Yeah. That's it. Nothing yeah. makes yeah. her more happy than seeing you thriving. That's how I feel. So I can yeah. imagine she feels like that too. Do you have Absolutely. siblings? I'm an only child. I um, jokingly say that parents stopped with perfection. Well, um, maybe. That is the truth. <laughs> the truth. The truth is that, um, look, to, to be perfectly honest, my condition presented really, really young. Yeah. Um, and I didn't actually get an official diagnosis for a while. And so there was, I think, a little bit of uncertainty there, right. whether it was genetic, whether right. this kid have it. Yeah. Right. Um, and so by the time I was sort of seven and had that diagnosis, had all the genetic testing done, mm. it was um, they were just really happy that mm. I was there and no yes. siblings on the way. And as I said, we had the three cousins who were um, fixtures of our household. For yeah, so they're like well. your siblings. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Oh, can you tell me a little bit about like therapists? Have you got physios in your life and OTs and what? What or has that changed over time? How do you mm. deal with all those people in your life? Yeah. So growing up, um, I had physiotherapists. That was probably the, the primary therapist in my life. Um, that was obviously just a hopefully stop the deterioration of my muscles and yes. a part of my condition. Mm. Um, but I was the most stubborn child in the world uh. and would <laughs> run out of the house yep. not wanting to do my stretches. Yes. Um, so what I ended up doing is um, mum and dad would integrate swimming into my, my uh, exercise routine a lot more Yep. Um, and we'd invite mates over and essentially I was tricked into doing exercise <laughs> playing Marco Polo in the pool with mates yeah. <laughs> without realising that there was a therapeutic benefit. Anyway, yes, because um, I think so, this is a real struggle for parents So mm. because there's a line of when am I doing this to benefit, benefit them in their future and in their now, when am I doing this to try and change who they are? Do, do they deserve a day off like everybody else deserves yes. a day off? It's really Ooh. revolting questions that you have to ask yourself and – you know, obviously all parents, will, you know, lots of kids will be like, I only want Velcro runners. And their parents are like, well, you've got to have lace-ups now. And they'll have a tantrum about that. So, you know, as a parent, this is a ridiculous conversation. You have to have lace-ups. So sometimes those same things go, you have to go to physio, you know, yes, you just have to do right. it. Yeah. But then sometimes you're Absolutely. like, actually, maybe you're right. This is your body as well. Like, it's really hard. I remember I have a, a really good friend of mine. This is not a it's probably not the most insightful anecdote to share, but he um, told his mum that at the age of 18, he would decide whether he wanted to wear his splints or not. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the mother was like, yep, sure, I respect that. Up until the age of 18, we'll wear the splints. 18, you become an adult, you make your own life decisions. Um, she got to the age of eight, for him to get to the age of 18. The birthday happened, she went to put the splints on, and he was like, no, I'm 18, I'm not wearing them anymore. Yeah. And that was just, and so like, it's a tough thing because even as an 18-year-old, he, he still needed to do those stretches and wear yes, the splints, but yeah. he just didn't want to. So. Yeah, yeah, fair enough It's a tough, too. tough thing. It oh. is tough, but other 18-year-olds 
smoke dope and get drunk and that's not good for them either so you know that's true you know like we all make decisions that aren't great for us but they do sort of we end up paying the consequence good or bad for that and it becomes part of our story yeah so I think yeah allowing yeah decisions like that are really really important yeah I I I love that notion of it becomes part of our story and it Mm. you know makes us who we are and um yeah I think that's really important Absolutely. Mm. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Can you tell us a little bit about? Did you go to uni, or what happened after school? Yeah, I did. I uh, went straight from school to uni. Um, I actually, uh, when I finished grade twelve approached the Queensland government of the time to get care at uni. Right. Um, and their recommendation was actually for me to repeat grade 12 because that's what all um, people with disabilities did at the time. What? And I said, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I've been accepted into uni. Why would I go back to grade 12? Yeah. Um, what? That makes no so sense. that was none whatsoever. And I remember mum being so stern on the phone with oh, I bet she was. <laughs> she was um, um, advocating she, like yes, a motherfucker. That's what we say. <laughs> That's a polite way of putting it. She's on the wall path. Yep. And fair enough too. To go. Um, and so we sort of resolved that. And then I went and did a Bachelor of Journalism and Arts at uni. Um, so over the, I only did part-time because obviously um, it was just too physically demanding for yes. me to do full time. Yes. Uh, and then uh, I decided that that wasn't enough for me. I went to do a master's after that, um, where I explored sort of um, the way in which speech can be inclusive and uh, okay. um, break down stereotypes. Right. Um, it's a thesis, a thesis that no one has ever read, um, <laughs> and no one probably will read. Oh, well, tell us about um, it right now. Yeah. It's uh, it's a beautiful story just about um, essentially, uh, I, I don't know if um, you would have mentioned her, but the late, great Stella Young. Yes. Oh, yep. um, she was absolutely inspirational mm. in terms of, she would hate me saying inspirational. She would hate yeah, me she saying inspirational. inspirational. <laughs> um, That's okay. She genuinely was yes. um, within breaking down the stereotypes mm. um, and I analysed um, speeches like hers oh, um, right. and uh, the way in which you can create speech that either enforces prejudice or uh, demolishes it. Mm, wow. Um, so it was all about speech patterns, linguistics, and um, it, just about, yeah, how we embrace our own identities and, you know, become part of these large, beautiful groups. And mm. that's my thesis. That's, wow. that's, the, uh, that's an awesome that, thesis. That is an awesome thesis. <laughs> yeah. We would read it. Yes, we would. You might have to send it to us. <laughs> yeah. I'll think, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. <laughs> so then did you, what happened with your working life? So this is this is something that's embarrassing to admit. I've never actually applied for a job ah, in my life, really. I've always relied on sort of already established connections with yes. people in the industry. That's lots that of people. Of yeah, that's lots of people. Yeah. Of course. So um, that's that's my slight confession. But through that, um, you know, I started writing for the Clickability blog. Yep. Then took on more responsibility with Clickability, um, and then actually, you know, did appraisals, and they were like, "We'd like you to take on more," and yep. sort of grew into this beautiful thing that it is now, working for them, doing their engagement, and then um, the other thing that I also do quite actively 
um, is I play parachute football. Yeah, yes. I was just about is, to ask that. Tell us all about yeah, it. Yeah, so it's like a us designing Mad Max style wheelchairs <laughs> and getting this ball around a basketball court. So it, it's it, one of the really good things about that is that you watch the the sport of parachute football and you instantly know that it's it's soccer. It, yeah, okay. It's, yes, it's a brilliant spectator sport. Um, but from a very early age, I, I was doing a lot of organising for our local league. Um, I ended up doing coaching clinics and, and that sort of thing overseas in New Zealand. Um, I've given input into Paralympic bids yeah, um, and that right. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and for me, that, that sort of um, experience, I suppose, really helped me form those connections and, and make my resume look a, a little bigger and, well, and shinier. No, so. I'd say you're very talented and yes. smart and really easy to chat to. So those are the things that people look for when they're hiring people. It's so. all about it's faking the confidence. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a whole podcast. That's a whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We pretended from the very first word. Yep, yep, yep. We don't know what we're doing, but it hasn't no. held us back. <laughs> oh, dear. So I'd like to ask you a question and you can answer it, not answer it, it's fine. Mandy and I have received a little bit of criticism because we don't have a disability, but we're talking about our children with additional needs or disabilities. Um, does that piss you off when parents do that? Not at all. Um, okay. I, I, my mindset is that um, at the end of the day, someone with a disability, they have certain things that they can't do and so they rely on their family and their mothers and, and fathers to, to support them in that. So mm. that's, that's part of your beautiful existence and, and that's the knowledge that you bring. Um, and I think that's just as important. You know, it's it's similar level to, to me advocating and, and that sort of thing. I, I, I think we need to be united and, and mm. all share our wisdom oh, um, yeah, because I think that's what makes a change. That's what makes a difference. If it's mm. just me, we're not going to have resources for mothers to, to raise their children mm. with disabilities. We need to mm. ensure that it's inclusive for sure. Mm. Oh, thank you for answering that. And I suppose for us, oh, well, we, everybody feels differently. Everybody but, does but feel differently. And I, yeah, absolutely. I'm, that's fine. I don't mind how people feel and I suppose for Mandy and I we felt everybody else you know like I don't know Dave Hughes or whatever gets to go on the radio and talk about all their great stories about their kids and we were this Mm. silent group like what our kids stories don't get to be told and all of our P community stories and so I, I think that our whole thing is we just wish diversity was everywhere and there were no barriers like that's that's all we want. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're so eclectic and different. And yeah, and it makes life so great. We've all got different opinions. And, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's ensuring that all those voices are heard. I think that's needed. Mm. Okay. Well, well that, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I just think especially when women, when mothers are surrounded by support, then aren't we going to do a ten times better job parenting than if we're feeling lonely? Mm. So that's that's what I want to champion. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Very much so. Yeah. And, and lots of people feel lonely. And I think during this COVID corona time, it's taught all of us what it's like to not be able to access things that we took for granted and – um, yeah, have, you know, facilities we can't use. We can't go for a swim or we can't do this. And it's highlighted that if those things aren't accessible to people, it makes your life harder and you do feel more depressed. So let's make everything more accessible. Like that's what I think. Absolutely. It's the the notion that Stella Young spoke about in that we're not disabled by our diagnosis but we're disabled by society. Yeah, yes. 100%. For instance, it's it's not the fact that, um, I can't walk that stops me from getting into a building. It's the fact that there's stairs leading yeah. to that building. I yeah. think that's a really powerful thing to think yeah. about. It yeah. really is. It's really, really powerful. And I think we have, we're at this weird, well, I find this as a parent sort of crossroads where um, if your child isn't neurotypical and so finds some sensory things really hard to handle, we spend mm years forcing them to accept that that's normal and that they should be able to do that instead of saying 
Oh, you, you find it really hard to be in a crowd with a lot of noise. We won't do that or we'll get your noise cancelling headphones and we'll go anyway. Like, in, you know, like where's this line of actually you're, you're great how you are and we love you how you are and why can't society just fuck off and accept you? Why do we have to change for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the Absolutely. Truth. Yes. <laughs> you yes. know, I don't know. I've, yeah. What would you, what tips would you give to women like us? Yeah, parents. Um, what are the things that your mum and dad did that you think made your life as, uh, you know, or made you thrive that maybe we don't think about? I know that's a big question. Yeah, it's, um, it's a big question, but it's a very important one. And um, I suppose I touched on it earlier is that it's okay for the child to take risks and make mistakes mm. mistakes because that's how they learn. And I think it's about finding um, as you, as you also just touched on then, um, different ways for them to do what they want to do. Mm. Um, so for instance, mum and dad, uh, recently for the first time in, in my life went to London, um, without me, um, I was at home, so I had to <laughs> learn how to adapt. Yes. Yep, um, yep. and, uh, I discovered that the best way to turn my TV on, uh, was using a potato masher. From the <laughs> um, so I think it's all about, you know, parents finding really sort of life hack ways to, yeah, okay. to enable that that freedom and independence and thinking outside the square, um, mm. outside the box is, is really powerful as well. That, you know. Yeah, that's so true and I think we really do need to do it. I yes. I don't know how I'm going to do that. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> but I think we need to do it. <laughs> but we will. How do you go, I was, I'm, are you single? I am currently, yes, yes. yes. Well, I was just going to say to all the people listening that last week we were supposed to be interviewing you and then Mandy had this fantastic experience of having to get her daughter tested for COVID-19. Yes, I did. Which is not actually fantastic. And you were like, that's fine, family comes first, I don't mind. So I was like, that is the sort of sentence I'd like to hear from a life partner. (laughs) So I thought... If you could just, yeah, put the word out. Yeah, yes. yeah. I just want to say yeah. Yeah. he's really easy to chat to and he's single. So is there anything yes. else you need? No. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Highly qualified. Yes. It's the worst joke in the world as well. This will um, do all the good work that I've done. But um, I also bring my own seat to all events. <laughs> I mean, great at carrying shopping bags, you know. <laughs> I'm the best shopping companion in the world. And my That's daughter right. says that, did you bring me because of the disabled park? And I said, no, no. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, well, we're putting it out there for you, Tristram. Yep. Thank you. Good vibes. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, we'll the peas. What, what comes back. The, the pea tribe is amazing. You They're never know. Amazing. Oh, yep. We'll be cheering you on. <laughs> and... Before we get into our cry difference laugh, is there anything that you would like to tell the world that we haven't asked you? Yeah, I, I we've beautifully captured a whole lot of different topics and I think it all comes down to um, that that notion of just sharing stories. I think mm, it's so, so important. Powerful. It's uh, how we learn, it's how we grow, it's um, giving people a voice to, to make the change in their lives based on what they want and mm. um and just to emphasise that, I think is is really worthwhile. And um, no matter what the avenue is, always whether it's on social media or or print or whatever it is, always I think everyone should feel comfortable sharing their voice and yeah, and um, advocating on behalf of themselves yeah. or their loved ones. I think yeah. that's really important. Oh, you're doing a yeah, tremendous doing job. More voices, not less. Yes. Mm. Yeah, a hundred percent. And do you have? Like public social media channels that people can follow you on, or uh, I uh, and I'm across Facebook and uh, Instagram. They're my own private um, accounts, but I accept everyone. I've got <laughs> um, a lovely power chair football community, and I, I was going through my friend list. I was like, I haven't met half these people. <laughs> power chair football, but um, yeah, but you've all got a bond. Yes, yeah. yeah I, I think it's just about um, being. Being uh, mates with everyone and um, mm. I have no qualms. What's that called um, then? Do you have? Is there at a club or what's the association called for the power chair? And we'll tell people. Yeah. So um, we've got. Oh, I'm on too many boards. It's a worry. Um, <laughs> the Queensland Power Chair Football Association um, 
is is our local one, obviously. Yep. Um, then we've got the Australian Apache Football Association. Yep. Um, so if anyone in Australia has someone they know in Apache that wants to participate in sport, it's by far the most equitable sport out there. It doesn't matter what your disability is. If you're a Apache user, you can play it. And, ah, and, awesome. Terrific. And, and what ages? What, how, um, how young so, can you start? Yeah, our youngest uh, in our local league, so to Brisbane League is, I think, 11. Right. Um, I started when I was five back in 1990. Right. Wow. Um, and then uh, what's lovely is that we've also got um, a number of participants who are sort of late 50s, early yep. 60s. Um, so one of the gentlemen, I hope he doesn't mind me saying, was um, actually in AFL, uh, not AFL, he played Aussie Rules yep. um, in WA and tipped and broke his back, became a, a quadriplegic. Yep. Um, and his life goal was to play sport and he discovered our sport and he's been ah. wrapping it up ever since. So, oh, Awesome. Isn't that something powerful to have a place to belong? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, it's, mm. it's such a lovely, lovely community. And what's, what's we have um, this uh, one of my very good mates, Kyakos, he's from a Greek family. Yep. And so his mum, Susie, sets up a Greek kiosk at every game and all the mothers oh. um, swap stories. And, oh, I want to come. <laughs> it's, um, it's absolutely beautiful. It's it's such a, it, you know, that camaraderie, it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, they would love that too so much. And how often do you play? Uh, well, at the moment, at the moment. Yeah. scary times. Um, not as often as I would like. Yeah. We just sort of do training one on one, but yeah. um, we'll be back in July and we'll go back and do it every two weeks okay. um, for our league. And, and we'll, but we we get together every. Is every there a weekend, fierce competition we'll be between Victoria and Queensland, or like <laughs> uh, there is? Right. There is indeed. There is, um, one of my very good friends, Luke David. Shout out to Luke David. He is uh, the president down there. He plays as well, so he's yep. very active down in. Victoria, we happily welcome new members, so no doubt. Yeah. Well, well if you don't have to worry about again. ever meeting any of us because we are stuck in this state. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> We're never getting out. Well, let's let's do our yeah. try and make a difference so laugh. Have you, have you got any... some, Tristram? Yeah, so it's what makes me cry. Yeah, go for it. Um, the, the thing that probably – look, I, I think it's both crying with happiness and then also crying with sadness. So. Yep. Um, one of firstly crying with um, happiness, it's, I get really touched when I see people at sport playing sport for the first time as we oh. sort of just touched on. So we had this young kid, 13, never played sport before and he came along um, and seeing him in one of our sort of chairs, we just lend people wanting to give it a go. Mm. Um, and just his happiness, oh. and, and like that genuinely touches me to see someone yes. yep. able to do something they never thought they were oh. able to do. Yeah, you could bottle it. Um, My goodness. With with sadness, I, I also I think it's really important to note that we mentioned the death piece that I yep. wrote, and yep. sadly I have lost some mates over mm. the course of my life to illness and, yes. and disability related um, concerns. But it's really important, although. Obviously, incredibly sad that we keep carrying their legacy mm. yes. onwards, and um, it's really sad and makes me cry. But yeah. it's also yep. very important that that legacy continues. Very yes, and yes. honor their lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, carry carry them with us in yeah in our own ways. Always. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, laugh. Well, that's a weird pivot. I'm going to go talk about laughing. <laughs> about that. Sorry, sorry, guys. Um, no, uh, laughing is. Um, I am probably. One of the most stubborn, cheeky people of all time, <laughs> um, and so I, I look. I'll admit to your listeners that when I have a new carer, I like to pull pranks on. Them. <laughs> um, so I have um, a new one of my carers. His his partner actually started caring for me recently, and we yeah. thought it'd be great if he dressed me in the morning with nipple tassels on, <laughs> so that when she changed me. Like that day, be really confused by why I'd be wearing nipple tassels. Um, so I, I laugh at the stupid stuff. I laugh at disability, and I think those pranks are, are great. Oh, that is the awesome. greatest. Uh, I cannot wait to tell my boys that story. <laughs> After I explain what nipple tassels are. Yeah, have fun. Have fun with that. I don't Sorry. want them Sorry. Googling Sorry. that. <laughs> And has anything made a difference in your life in the last little while? In the little while, it's it's 
this is going to be cliche. People are going to roll their eyes, but we're all so socially disconnected at the moment mm. because of COVID and whatnot. Yeah. But it's having those catch ups with friends and family. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, mum that's... and dad. Oh. Yeah, um, yep. You know, just I think that's. That's what makes a difference to, to get through what is what is a pretty shitty time. It is a shitty time. Us, so. shitty time. Yep, it Who is. knew you'd be so excited to see your parents? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, I think it's, you know, every time there's something really shit happens in your life, it really defines what's good. Yeah. And I think mm. the friends that we've gone out of our way to catch up with as soon as lockdown sort of finished or the ones we've Zoomed with, it's really made me realise how important they are to me. That's right. Yeah. 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 Very much agree. It's uh, yeah. good to keep that hold and, and yeah, it gets us through it. Yeah. All right. What about you, Mandy? Nothing really made me cry particularly. I did have a cry yep. last week, but I think it was just uh, everything was getting on top of me. Yeah, oh, because yeah. I had the COVID testing for Miss yes. Nine. She was so brave. Yeah. Um, and we, we were. We didn't know what was going to happen then. No, I didn't. So then we were just sort of shut down in the house then yep. until we got the results back. So I think I just cried with, oh, gosh. this Not is again. Yep. Not again. But also uh, how many times are we going to have to do this? Because yes. how often do children get sick? All the time. Yes, and they're going to make them have the test every time. Yeah, so I think mm. I just had a bit of a, oh, I'm sick mm. of this house and it's school holidays coming mm. and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, yep. that was my cry. Yeah. Well, I um, I will admit that I had a bit of a cry Selfishly, when I saw the Victorian cases going up with COVID, mm. because I just thought for my business, you know, it's not great. Yes. And then for my family and friends and is, is our, are we going to end up back to where we were? Mm. And then I shouldn't complain because I've actually got quite a great life anyway. And, you know, you go through all those yeah. stupid head miles. And the other thing, which I'm only briefly touch on, we um, are painting the twins' bedroom, which yes. most people, that sounds like a really easy task. Mm. It's not an easy task in our life. Um, that's why we haven't done it in 14 that's, years. That's why we haven't. Change yeah. is not acceptable, as the super nanny would say, unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> unacceptable in this house to have any change. So we're pushing through, but I may just say there have been tears. But anyway, yes. I'm a tough mother, so yeah. it's fine. And I will be all right. But that was my – did anything make a difference to you, Mandy? I um, was so thrilled to be asked by the Australian Multiple Births Association to do two sleep webinars for them. Yep. So I did one and I was so proud because Amber wanted me to do one for families of children with disabilities. So Tristram Amber is the Australian Multiple Birth Association. And mm. we started this podcast because we didn't feel like we really belonged in the multiple yeah. birth world. And so for them to say, we want you to present, yeah. because I am a sleep consultant, a talk for our families yeah. that have multiples with disabilities, I was so excited. Yeah. Um, and I tried really, I tried my hardest. She was on cloud nine. <laughs> I was on cloud nine <laughs> because I thought this is my, this, this is, my is people. what I can, this is my people. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I just wanted to thank my friend Tanya who helped me do another PowerPoint <laughs> because I can't do it. So, but, yep, I spoke for nearly two hours. That's a very long time to talk to yourself into nothing. Yes. It's not, there's um, no feedback from the crowd. No crowd feedback. Yeah. But, you know, but, uh, yeah, it went way longer than I planned, but there's yep. so much to say. Yeah. So that made a huge difference to me to a our community to be acknowledged yep. by the Multiple Birth Association. They have, yep. but this felt like they really said in this time yes. in coronavirus, we're going to pay. And the Victorian clubs paid for me again. Yeah. Thank you, Larissa, and to all the Victorian clubs yeah, for um, supporting me to do that. So that made a huge difference to me. Yeah. So my make a difference, I've got two. One is we have started this thing with our podcast. Um, it's called Supporter and you can just click a little button and you can give us money. So that's beautiful. We don't mind if people do or they don't, but it has been very nice and it's really... <laughs> well, we can't mind. It's we not can't like we mind. can get we love cross it, with people. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, but someone wrote, and you'd have to be a, a genuine listener to understand this, but someone wrote, just wrote... Um, this donation goes towards the Chapa Chap Fund. Aww. So it, you made such a difference in me that someone had listened and then donated because over the um, Zoom schooling, Tristram, um, one of the teachers said that they were keeping a list of all the kids that spoke up during the meetings or Microsoft Teams or whatever, and they were going to give them Chapa Chaps when they go back to school. And for my boys, th there is nothing they could 
nothing worse that would be to have to public speak like that. And, yeah, to, you know, and so one of them just looks at me and goes, well, there's no chupper chups for me. And then a P listener gave us a packet of chupper chups and he, yeah. he oh, still got them. That's lovely. And the first thing he said when I tied his ring, where's the chupper chups? I was like, here, I've got them. I've got them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I haven't yet told him there's more money coming into the chupper chup fund. Funds. But that's he's amazing. really, he's kept the packet and everything. I yeah. didn't realise how important it was, you oh, know. he was being actively left out. He was being actively left out. So, you know, anyway, teachers, we don't hate you. No. We love you. <laughs> But Just don't not do things like parents. That. Just not your teachers. parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that's made a difference in my life, I was a little bit down after all the numbers started going up in the last week or two. And then our number one daughter's boyfriend um, walks in the house last Wednesday and he goes, Do you know what day it is? And I was like, No. He goes, White Wine Wednesday. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I was like, What's White Wine Wednesday? He's like, you're about to find out. And he just goes and pours me a big glass of wine. And we just, I don't know why it made us laugh so much to think here we are on a Wednesday drinking wine, but it really made us laugh. Yeah, and say the rest of the story. And so then Mandy. And I was crying because I'd had the coronavirus yeah, so testing. Mandy had had a terrible day. She'd had the coronavirus test. We couldn't record the podcast. We hadn't seen each other. And I said, well, you need to have white wine Wednesday. And she goes, well, I don't have any wine. And I'm, I'm at home and I've had a fight with my partner. And, you know, and I was like, to scholarship, if only I could get some wine to wear, but I can't. And um, she goes, yes, you can. Just go on to Uber. Instead of picking up a person, it'll pick up a product for you. And it took it over to yes, her house. Yes, it did. <laughs> so we both had White Wine Wednesday remotely. <laughs> I just walked straight out the door and he goes, oh, I was instructed to leave it at the door. I said, I'm here. I'm at the driveway. <laughs> so it was a fun White Wine Wednesday. Oh, dear. Um, Anything make you laugh, Mandy? Well, the people in the hangout and the people know that I ordered flowers for Bryony for her fortieth birthday. This <laughs> Bryony is one of, is our, one of friends, our moderators, Tristram, and she helps us on our um, socials. Yep. And it was her fortieth birthday, so I decided I was going to send her some flowers. I knew Kate was doing that as well, but I thought I won't jump in on her. I should. I should have. <laughs> I thought I'll send it to her myself. So I go in, I fill it all out. I choose a florist in her suburb because she lives on the other side of Melbourne. And I just automatically put my credit card details in yep. and then I didn't think about it. And then later in the day, I got a text saying your flowers are about to arrive. And I thought, oh, this is so lovely. She's going to get yeah, the flowers yeah. soon. And then a car arrives in my driveway and the flower delivery comes to me. <laughs> I opened the card thinking, who sent me flowers? And it says, dear Bryony, happy 40th birthday. <laughs> and I just start losing it. I'm laughing. I'm like, what have I done? But I just think because it automatically put in my yes. credit card with my address, I never actually even put her address in. Yeah, it's tricky. You've got to be careful of that. You've got to be careful, people. So the flowers came from the other side of Melbourne to my you house. paid a big delivery I fee, I I paid a big delivery <laughs> Possibly brought COVID-19. Possibly. <laughs> and the the footprint on yes, the, you know. Anyway, footprint. it was so anyway. funny. I rang her. She was at the Royal Children's. Then we just start absolutely <laughs> crying with laughter on FaceTime. <laughs> and everyone knows the rest of it, but what a duffer. Uh, and also, please, anybody, if something needs to get sent, uh, Ask I'll Kate. do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a problem. I keep saying to Kate, I'm not a details person. <laughs> These things, I'm just too busy thinking, yeah, let's give flowers. Great. <laughs> this happens to me my whole life. I could oh. write a book about all the stupid <laughs> shit I've done. Yeah. Uh, so um, two things made me laugh. One is that someone somewhere along the line, Buzz has heard the phrase, kiss me, Kate. So oh. I'm every night, hey, kiss me, Kate. Kiss me, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> it's just making me laugh to hear my 14-year-old son say that to me. <laughs> and... Um, the other thing that really made me laugh last week, we had the last week of school here in Victoria. So we were on school holidays at the moment and I was talking to Woody in the morning and I said to him, what have you got on for school today? He goes, oh, it's a great day. Um, he goes, we've got, we've got a test and I love tests. <laughs> I was like, really? Okay. He's like, yeah, I don't know why people don't like them. You get a whole hour, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> you just write things down if you remember them. And the best part, no one's teaching you anything new. You just sit there. I love them. <laughs> Actually, that's quite a nice way to look at a test. It is a nice way to look at a test. You know, he's like, he doesn't care. And he's like, I said, oh, some people care about what they get on the test. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, okay, let's not even go <laughs> <Okay>. there. <laughs> Close his so, heart. 
Yeah, that's my, you know, oh, how dear. can you not laugh living with these kids? Oh, no, so funny. Anyway, that I think is the end, beautiful peas. Yes. Maybe you got to rate and review. Yes, go and find Tristram. Go, go and listen to Grow Bowl with Disability. Yep. You'll find out we plugged our episode, but there's lots of fabulous episodes there really on there. Is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And maybe one day we'll get to Brisbane when the state's open. We were supposed to do a live show there. Maybe we can meet you. Looking forward to it. Yeah, well, thank you so much for being generous today. And um, thank you so much for having me. Wishing you safety and wellness. Thank you. Thank you, you, Tristram. Okay, see you. (laughs) Bye. Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.